All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Stephen Michael Miller. I'm here with my good friend and business partner, Chris Crone. We also have Joshua David here on the phone today. This is our Monday morning, 10 a.m. tribe call. If this is your first time on the call, we want to give you a massive, limitless welcome. Uh, so excited to have you on the call today. If this is your umpteenth time being on the call, then obviously you're getting some tremendous value. So welcome back. We're glad to have you as well. Um, as always, make sure you've got your pens and papers ready because there are going to be opportunities for massive inspiration during this call that you get to then apply and take amazing massive action towards you getting to your, towards your goals. Today's a fun day. Uh, we're going to do a lot, but by the way, this week is Limitless Week. Uh, this week's Limitless is up at the Radisson Hotel in Salt Lake City, Utah. If you are joining us um, we're so glad to have you there. By the way, it's not too late. If you've got people that are on the fence or they're wondering, should I come, give them that extra little push and have them come because this is going to be a tremendous transformational event. Yeah, and we've actually we, we're, we extended the promotion that if you get five people attending the event, then you actually qualify for the Firewalk. You qualify for the All Day Ropes course with the leaders this spring. And uh, I'll tell you, that's one of my favorite trainings to do. I haven't led it for a couple of years, and I don't know when we're going to do it again next, but I thought it would be a perfect opportunity for people to really push themselves to a whole new level. So this is the perfect time, and especially for people you know in northern Utah counties, heck, anywhere they live in the country, when you reach out, it's all about the right timing. So get the word out there and, uh, and reach out and let your friends know. Awesome. So make sure you get there. Um, it's going to be amazing. Again, it's this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday coming up. We are already making preparations for it, uh, filling up the truck, getting things ready, counting all the, all the items, taking inventory. It's going to be a tremendous event. We've got arrows and boards for everybody. So <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Well, with that, today we're going to just jump right in. And this is going to be a fantastic call. We've got not only Chris Crone here on the call, but we also have, like I said, Joshua David. And we're going to be talking about the things that you need to do in your life to achieve the success, actually 10 specific things that you can do to achieve greater success in your life. You know, Stephen, it is amazing that dumb questions get dumb answers. Have you ever heard that? No, I have heard that. And sometimes we don't get the level of growth we want in our life because we're not asking powerful enough questions. We're not asking important enough questions. We're not asking the questions that actually get us to where we want to go. One of the things that I love about facilitating breakthrough is that it's really just a series of questions. What's the limiting belief? Um, what memory comes up for you? So what did you decide about yourself? What are the consequences? And powerful questions lead to powerful life-changing results. And um, I invited Joshua as our guest mentor to join us today because inside our inner circle, we just released our brand new inner circle success guide. And this success guide is all about accountability. You see, we train people on how to master breakthrough and manifesting, and now we've uh, released these tracking tools. And it's a, it's a small pocket-sized guide that uh, fits in your pocket, and essentially it's designed to help you do your daily power hour. And uh, I did my power hour again today and took the opportunity to be really clear on what I wanted in my health, wealth, connection, and power. I got to review my 90-day goals and decide today what do I get to do specifically to move forward in that. And uh, in this training guide, um, it, Josh played a really, really huge role in helping put this together. And he brought these 10 questions to the table as I went through them. I thought, wow, 
How can, in a grounded state, asking a question like that not lead to a very powerful response? And so that's why we've invited um, Josh to be on is to really share these questions. And I'm going to invite you to have pen and paper. These are questions you're going to want to write down. In life, when you find really good questions, you want to document them. Um, some people ask me from time to time, how did Belief Breakthrough come about? How did the script come about? And um, it started years ago when I started hiring mentors, and I had a journal where I collected these life-changing questions. And, and uh, ultimately, I ended up organizing them into a series of nine questions that has become our certified belief breakthrough process. And um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about what kind of questions you can ask when you know what your goal is, but you don't know how to take your next step. Josh, are you there with us? Yeah, I'm here on the line. Hey, brother, thanks so much for being there. And, and thank you, by the way. The, the energy of the release of this brand new tool this last weekend was so exciting. This is something I'm thrilled about using. I've got to tell you, I just want to tell everyone on the phone, um, this is a tool that I've been using either on paper or in my mind, but never organized to this level. And so, um, you know, obviously I made the commitment, I'm going to use this tool. And I was looking at my 90-day financial goal, and as I looked at my other goals, it was amazing that the moment I started taking immediate action, I started getting immediate results. Um, we, only, we only started using this a couple of days ago, and I decided, hey, you know, I want to make X number of new dollars in the next 90 days, and then within 24 hours, $100,000 manifested. And now a second $100,000 is lining up, and then there's a third one that I'm looking at, and I thought, whoa. It, there's something about knowing what you want and writing it down and taking a 90-day vision and compressing it to a weekly planning session and then just every day, power hour, what am I doing one thing today to make that happen? And um, I'm doing the same thing in my relationship with Kalen. And I was amazed that yesterday we set in motion a whole new level in marriage that I doubted we would ever get to in my life. And so um, I'm already seeing the incredible value of this. Josh, I want to talk about specifically the questions that you've gathered in your life, would you just start by telling us a little about you and your background in accountability? And I, I know you've had a chance to train people in the Army, generals. You've had a chance to go into businesses. You've played um, some pretty key consulting roles, and you've certainly done it here with us as well. Tell us about the importance of accountability, why, why, why you're passionate about it in the first place. Awesome. The first thing I wanted to point out is that each of us are experts in our own areas. And we've heard before that your mess is your message. Well, if there's anything that gives me expertise and accountability, it is that it, it has also been my mess. I've, I've had tremendous opportunities, and, and in my life, it has been the moments that I've held myself most accountable that have been my success. But going back to what you said about some of my experience, I had the opportunity to work in the financial industry, working with some of the most brilliant minds in finances. These are PhDs, MBAs who have gone to school and they know everything about finance, but they did not know how to run their business. So I was trained by Bill Good, who is one of the lead experts in marketing and the financial industry, in how to hold financial advisors accountable to how they spend their time, how they manage their, their business, and how they do marketing. And so after that, with an incredible amount of success, helping financial advisors to double their profits, uh, doing the same amount of putting the same amount of time into their work. I know a lot of people would love to have that prospect, whoever here is on the call, whether that's in, I'm putting time into my relationship, I'm putting time into the gym, I'm putting time every day into you know, having more personal power and, and creating you know, health, 
but how do I maximize my results? Well, these are the keys, and it is in these accountability questions. Uh, next, I was in the Air Force, and everyone from a general to a colonel all the way down to a brand new airman has to be accountable for his job. And so these are, these are accountability questions that everybody can apply. There's, you'll, you'll notice that there are some themes to each of them. But as we're, as we're sharing these questions, what we want you to, to know first and foremost is you've got to have a, a, a major intention. You've got to have a goal in mind. You've got to have something you're working towards, a big, a big long-term goal or something that stretches you. And then these questions help you break that down into accountable steps each day, each week, whatever it may be. Awesome. So, so that being said, you know, before, before these accountability steps even come into play, I want to ask everybody on the phone, everybody on this call, what is it that you're trying to create? What is it that you're working towards? We know that in Belief Breakthrough, uh, what Chris just described to us as just another series of questions that help us overcome our limiting beliefs and, and choose into new beliefs, we know that in Belief Breakthrough, the most powerful breakthroughs come when we're working towards a major goal in our life. We identify those limitations when we're actually moving forward with some goal in mind, with some vision, with some, with some movement. So notice that as we're asking these questions, they apply first and foremost when you have something you're working towards. That being said, go ahead, take out a piece of paper, take out a pencil, or if you're listening to this recording, now would be the time to, to do that. And here are the questions. I'm just going to read them in order. The first one would, is just a very general question. What are the next steps I need to take today to manifest what I desire? What are the next steps I need to take today to manifest what I desire? And Josh, Josh, well, I, I actually want to pause and just kind of talk for a moment about each of these as we go through them because each one of these questions, there's a reason why they are so powerful. And what I love about this one is so often I work with people that they're struggling to develop their sense of intuition. All of the information is always available to them, but the question is, do we know how to ask questions and powerful questions in a way to get answers? And what I love about this first question is it's very direct and obvious. It's what steps do I get to take today? This is a question that I've been using for years, and you know, my power hour most days starts at 5 a.m., and it goes till when I really, you know, focus on getting the kids up and ready for school at 8 a.m. And during that three-hour period of time, it usually ends with me making a list in my journal of the things I feel guided and led to do that day. And it's asking, what, you know, I know what I want to get this thing. What step do I get to take today? And you don't always know if what you're going to get makes sense. It's not always going to be logical. So learning how to sense, um, learning how to trust the sense of intuition that you get, it's really key because the steps may not always make sense, but they're the right ones to put you on the right path. You, we get to know what we want. We don't get to know how we get there. And logic, it becomes one of the biggest challengers of the how. And so letting our logic be on the sideline and using it as much of a tool as it can be, and then otherwise having faith and trust and taking action on the steps that you get, that's what's really key with this first question. Perfect. And, and actually, Chris, you bring up such an important point that I think it, it may be valuable to take one or two minutes to backtrack. Before we even go to the next nine questions, I want to point out something that you mentioned, and that is going to intuition. Just as a reminder for everyone who's on the call, maybe you've been to a Limitless 
or maybe this is something that you already practice in your life, but, but a, the prequel step to asking these questions is in fact grounding yourself and then taking in you know, a nice deep breath is what we, we're, we've learned from many mentors that breathing is an, an essential part of grounding. But the purpose of grounding is exactly what Chris is describing, that he does as a natural thing when he's asking these questions. It's clearing your mind of logic, clearing your mind of those thoughts, and creating just an open space to receive. So that being said, the first step before even asking these questions is being clear on what you want to create, then grounding, taking in some deep breaths, clearing your thoughts, and then asking these questions to receive. So that being said, let's go to the next question. This next question is for the person who maybe still feels they're a little overwhelmed with all the action steps that there are to take. And this is a question of prioritization. And here it is. You're ready to write it down. If I did nothing else, what is the most important thing to accomplish today? If I did nothing else, what is the most important thing to accomplish today? So Chris, go ahead and share some of your thoughts of how you've implemented this kind of prioritization when needing to narrow things down and, and figure out what is the most important thing and how has that helped you create the things that you've well, been successful I think, for, I think for everyone on the line, one of the first things that you've got to be clear when it comes to priorities is some of you, when you make a list of things that need to happen, some of them are easy and some of them are hard. And I want to invite you to ask yourself right now, which things do you typically do on your list first? Do you do the hard things or you do you do the easy things? Because most people, my experience of them is that they'll always pick the easy things before the hard things. Um, I like to do it in the reverse order. When I get a list of what needs to happen, I look at the priority and the things that require effort, the things that, uh, that require movement, those are the things that I really put in at the top. And then when I get, my, when I get whatever I'm getting here, Josh, one of the commitments I make is I'm looking for what I can do in that moment or in that day. My day does not end until I've done everything that I receive. And this is about me creating a relationship with God and the universe where I can be trusted and where I'm developing my integrity. If I, if I receive something, I'm going to do that something. And that way, whatever I say I'm going to do, I'm also going to do that thing. And I'm not perfect at this, but I do judge myself and compare myself to this to the standard that says, I can be a man, I can be a person that does what I say I'm going to do. And so as you look at that question, as you look at those at, at your priorities, um, just know that make, I invite you to make a commitment that says it gets to be done that day, and you may want to consider doing the more challenging things first and saving the easy things for the end. I love that, absolutely. One of the most impactful stories that I've ever heard from a mentor was when I was struggling with this principle. He told me the story of a company who was about to go under, um, many hundreds of employees. They hired an expert in accountability, paid him thousands of dollars to observe the actions of each employee, and then they gathered together in a conference with all the head leaders, the CEO, all the managers, and to hear his plan. This was, this was a man known for success in turning businesses around. And all he did was he slapped down a, a pile of three-by-five cards handed it to every manager and said, here's the plan. Every day at the start of the day, you write down the one, two, and three most important things to accomplish in that day. And you do not start on two or three until you get one done, and you do nothing. You put no effort, you put no time, no investment into anything that is not directly related to accomplishing number one. And that was his entire plan. They paid him thousands of dollars, and the entire company turned around 
and their, their, their profits went through the roof, everything just from following that principle of prioritization, getting the important things done first. I love that. So let's move to the next question. And this one is when you're focusing on a specific area in your life, and this one is actually, this question is phrased in a way of doing something on a daily basis for an entire week. So many of us know we're working on our health. Many of us have these relationship goals with our spouse or, or maybe it's finding that special someone. Here's the question you ask yourself when wanting to find something daily that you can do. And the question is this. What is the most valuable thing I can do each day this week to honor my needs in this area? Or you can change the ending. What is the most valuable thing I can do each day this week to create what I desire in this area of my life, to create the health that I want? And so one thing that I want to also point out is as we're, as we're sharing these questions with you, feel free to, by inspiration, alter a, a small piece of that. But understanding the principle is key here. So the principle with this one is, are there some daily consistent things that I need to be doing? When was the last time you asked yourself in an effort to fill your, your day with the right tasks and the right things, when was the last time you asked yourself, of all the many things I can do with my nutrition and my health and all these things, what's the most valuable thing I can do on a consistent daily basis to honor my needs, my health needs this, this week, or to honor my relationship needs. And I promise you, when you ask that, that question in a state of being grounded, something very specific is going to come immediately to your mind. Have you had that experience, Chris? You know, actually, this is Steve, and I want to jump in real quick because I love this question. First of all, I think what this question does is it puts you in a space of receiving. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to send out a, a, not a warning, but just something to be aware of. When you get that inspiration, oftentimes what I've found is you will get the one thing that you really don't want to do, <laughs> meaning that inspiration, that inspiration is going to come, and it's going to, it, it's going to come right you know, full force into your mind, and you're going to feel it, and you're like, oh, do I really need to do that? And what I've found is if you, will, if you actually step out in bold action on that one piece of inspiration that is oftentimes the one thing that you don't want to do. It's one thing that you're putting off. You know that you need to do it, but man, you'd really rather jump on Facebook and do some things there or check a few emails first. If you'll put those things aside and really attack this one most valuable thing that you can do, that is where you begin to see results. Oh, wow. I love that. And that is so true to form in in this in this lifestyle of transformation, we are not looking for quick fixes to our problems. We're not looking for, you know, get, you know, have get rich quick schemes. We're talking about creating a lifestyle that is sustainable, that allows us to, to regularly and and quickly manifest all the things that we desire. And if there's anything that stops you in that path, it is not doing the very thing that that you need to do most. And Josh, I have the same experience. Go ahead. Yeah, and this, Chris, I just want to throw this in. Stephen is absolutely right. It's so easy to claim we want things. It's so easy to claim we want to make a certain amount of money, and yet are we considering the amount of value that we need to exchange? It's easy to claim that we want to have nicer things in life or take this trip, and yet the reality is why do some get it and why do so many not? Well, if you ask, you get the right questions, Stephen's right. You are going to be given instructions to do hard things, and those things – those are the reasons why people aren't getting them because when they get them, they don't do them, and yet that's really what the requirement is. 
And it's also the one, just one breadcrumb at a time. You just take one step after the other. You do the things. Some things are going to – the things that challenge you the most, those are the things that I look at with the greatest tenacity. I get a grin on my face, and I say, heck, yeah, charge. You know, I see that red cape, and I, I feel like the bull, and I want to now go for that target because that's what it takes with some of the hard things that I get asked to do. And by the way, if, if you get that feeling of, oh, gosh – this is difficult for me, I don't want to do this, what do you have in your back pocket that you can always pull out? You have belief breakthrough. I mean, that, that is what it's for. Because when you're going after these goals, when you're doing things that you've never done before, when you're stepping out, like Chris said, in that tenacious manner, and, and, and you're faced with these challenges, sometimes you'll get triggered. Sometimes your fears may show up there. And this is the beauty of this whole system is, it's not just about setting a goal and then just trying your hardest to get after it. It's about setting the goal, and as you're getting after it and those blocks are coming up for you, you have the tools necessary to overcome those blocks, to break through those limiting beliefs, and, and take massive action towards your goals. And I, and I want to just repeat what Stephen said at the very beginning that, that opened up this train of thought. He said, I want, to, I want to give out a warning that when you ask these questions, you'll very likely, you'll very often, I want to say, receive something that is the thing that you know you don't, that you've been putting off or that you don't want to do. And that being said, I want to add to his warning this, that if you don't do that thing, you will be blocking yourself from receiving further inspiration to act upon. So just do what it takes. One of my mantras that has helped me this week has been, I do hard things first. And I love, you know, whether you're Chris Crone style, grab the, the bull by the horns and just charge, or, or just learning to, to just make that sacrifice and, and do the hard things first, that is one of the keys in, in getting progressive inspiration to take those action steps. So let's move to the next question. This question is very specifically worded, and what it, it's for the person who feels like they, they're stuck. They're stuck, not progressing, not moving forward. Well, we know in life that in order to move forward, there are certain things that you have to leave behind. And that's kind of the theme of this question. And here it is. You're ready to write it down. What do I need to change or sacrifice to move forward from where I am today? Oftentimes, there's, there's things that we're doing. There's all these things that we're, that we're trying to fill our time with, and, and we're, we feel like we're, we're just stuck in place. Like our motor is going but we're not moving. And that can often be a sign that there's something you need to let go of. There's, something you, there's a slight change that you need to make. And this yep. question is designed to open your mind up to what, that, what those possibilities are for you. So I, I hope all of you wrote this one down because what this one um, draws out, what makes it so powerful, is it says that you're conscious enough to be aware that either you get to change or you get to make a sacrifice. Now, my definition of sacrificing is to trade less for more. So sometimes we think sacrifice means that we get something taken away and we don't get something back. But real sacrifice is trading less for more. And only by perception on the outside does it look like we're taking steps back or being asked to, to give when really in essence what we're really doing is getting. One of my mentors once said, sometimes you have to let something die to make room for something new to grow. And that's really what the heart of this question is. is what, what do I need to change or sacrifice to move forward from where I am today? Well, what do I, what do I get to let go of? Um, one of the things this reminded me of is when we were in Mexico, one of the retreat things that we did with our inner circle is we talked about really um, a very broad definition of addiction. 
And broad meaning, it doesn't just have to be something like drugs or pornography. Addiction can be um, what do you waste your time on? What do you allow yourself to be distracted by? Netflix binging, food. And when you start really weighing out all the different distractions out there, all the different addictions, sometimes those are the biggest things that are keeping us from the opportunity cost of getting what it is we really want. Something there must die. Something there must be sacrificed, slain. Something has to be chosen out of because we all have, you and I, we both got 24 hours in the day, and we have a, we're, we're, we're capped in how much consciousness we really have access to, and we're also capped in how many thoughts or ideas we can have in a day. Well, if you want to achieve something big, then you've got to create capacity. What do you got to do? You got to free up some time. There's some things that you might need to let go of, and uh, they could be good things that you got to let go of, or they could be bad things that you got to let go of, but either way, something's got to die to let something new be born. And uh, with that, my experience is that it, it also comes with a greater capacity. The, the size of the pie isn't the same for all of us. For those that are more conscious, the opportunities become grander, larger. Yeah, I love that, that you, you, you spoke of such a broad and, and perfect example of what a sacrifice is. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It can be a good thing, but you nailed it, Chris, when you said a sacrifice to you is when you give up something less for something more. And what I wanted to add to that is be, be mindful of the timing of manifestation. Everything has a gestation period. So giving up something less for something more does not mean it comes immediately. And you mentioned that it may feel like you're going backwards for a moment, but ultimately the reason we sacrifice is to have more. And so this is a perfect segue into the next question. So get ready to write because you also mentioned, Chris, that there are lots of distractions, lots of things that we do that are good. And, and write this down, good, better, best. What good things do I need to give up in order to have better? What better things do I need to give up in order to have the best? Um, that's not the question, but that's something very valuable to add to it. Here is the question, and it is very specifically worded to to, I, to talk about something that is showing that will show up in everyone's life from time to time, if not every single day. Here's the question. What distractions or habits do I need to give up to be more successful? What distractions or habits do I need to give up to be more successful? This is specifically worded because there are endless distractions in our lives, and sometimes we need to specifically look at those distractions and identify them and say, what are these distractions? What do I have to, what are the distractions I need to give up to have the health that I want in order to have the relationship that I want? Love it. So here's the sixth question. What are the resources I need to manifest, use, or invest? What are the resources I need to manifest, use, or invest? If you look at your life, your life is filled with resources. Um, your health, your energy, all the people you know, how clear your mind is, um, your skills and abilities that you've garnered, um, mission and purpose, things that you feel called to, uh, money, credit. There's, uh, your world is filled with resources. And sometimes when we think resource, we think money. And yet money for me is one of the least of all resources. My, my greatest wealth today is not expressed by, by any stretch of any imagination by the amount of money I have. And yet a lot of people look at me and they're like, wow, Chris, look at how much money you have. Look at how resourceful you can be. Well, my resourcefulness, my wealth, for those of you that know my story, 
I made my first million dollars with less than $5,000. So it's not how much money you have, but we do collectively have resources. And this question is great to recognize that. It says, okay, there's somewhere you want to get, there's something that you want, and you have resources. So the question is, what resources do I get to manifest, or which ones do I get to use, or which ones do I get to invest? And again, just a brilliant question, I believe, for finding out what your next step looks like once you know what you want. I love it. And, and, and remember that the greatest resource is resourcefulness. And the more you ask yourself this question, the more you develop resourcefulness. So let's move to the next question. This one is, is worded specifically to help those of us who, who are naturally in tune, and maybe you're not naturally in tune, but it's, it's to help you maybe become more in tune with where you're out of alignment specifically. What may be out of alignment in your life? And so this question is worded as this. What actions will bring me into the proper alignment to manifest more powerfully? Oftentimes, it's not that, that what, we're, what we're doing in our life isn't enough, but it's that we're slightly out of alignment in how we're doing it. So this question again is, what actions will bring me into the proper alignment to manifest more powerfully. When you're in proper alignment, you have more power with what you're doing. You have more, yeah. you have more effectiveness. You have more efficiency. Go ahead, Chris. You know, what's, what's beautiful about this question for me, Josh, is that we all think we're in alignment. We might be able to come up with what's out of alignment, but really we filter our thoughts to feel good about our life, and that means that we focus on everything that we think we're doing right, even when we're not. So what I love about this question is rather than having life spank you so that you get to reflect and learn the lesson, you're being proactive and saying, hey, life, before you compel me to change, I'm just going to ask, is there something I'm doing where I'm out of alignment? And that intuitive response, that saves you from getting spanked. So it's a really, really good question. And you know what? I want to add also something to this. Oftentimes when we're out of alignment, it's not necessarily that we're doing the wrong things even or that we're in the wrong space or that the line of thinking that we're in is wrong. Being out of alignment means – it may mean that we need to, to um, just shift our attitude about it or maybe even shift the way that we're approaching a specific thing or a specific goal um, I, I think often, and I've seen this happen with people, where they think that they're out of alignment and then all of a sudden they, they decide to drop the thing that they've been working on for 10 years. Well, that, it, out of alignment may not mean they need to drop that specific thing. It may just mean they need, they need to shift some of their thinking about it or a way that they're going about it. Or maybe they need to bring in a partner to help them with that certain thing. And so that will help to bring them further into alignment. I love that. And I wanted to add to that just a, a really simple example. <clears throat> Something I've had the opportunity and, and passion for in my life is, is dance. And one of the things that I love to do in dance is, is, is lifting a partner up in the air. I've, um, when you dance with a partner, we often call it ballroom. But there's a part of ballroom called, well, there's a, there's a type of ballroom that we refer to as theater arts or cabaret, and it's the most extensive lifting in, in ballroom. You're lifting a partner well above your head, and I've trained with some of the best, and I've seen these 225-pound mus muscular men who work out in the gym every day struggle to lift, to do the lifts that some of these 150-pound uh, dancers can do, and it's all about properly aligning your body. This, this will probably resonate with a lot of different athletes, 
but the strength that you have in your life, the strength that you have available in any moment in your muscular, in your muscles, whether you're talking physical or in your abilities, your skill sets, they're more powerful when you're in alignment. And this question is designed to help you open your mind and become in tune with where you can make those slight adjustments in order to be more powerful in what you're trying to do and accomplish in your life. So let's move to the next question. This one is, this is so perfect for, for what we do in Limitless. Uh, we know that the foundation of manifestation, one of the foundational things that we do, is identifying limiting beliefs and breaking through them by setting new powerful beliefs. And mm-hmm. one thing we hear Chris say all the time is that by the time you're an adult, you've already made all the most important choices in your life. And what he means by choices is choosing what to believe. The, the choice of, of choosing, I'm not good at this, or it's too late for me, or I'm, it's not my nature. So this question is just thrown in here because it is one of the most important things to ask. And it is the question we ask when doing belief breakthrough. Here it is. What is the number one choice or limiting belief keeping me from the success I want and deserve? What is the number one choice or limiting belief keeping me from the success I want and deserve? And Chris, I know you could talk about this all day, but what are your, what are your thoughts on the importance of asking this question when coming up with action steps? You know what, let me jump in here real quick because um, the number one choice, a limiting belief to me, when I, when I think about this, this game, and I want to call it sort of a game or maybe even a race, you know, if you've ever watched the Olympics and you've watched the people that have done the hurdles, it's, what I love about the hurdles is, number one, it's not just one hurdle, right? There are several different hurdles that are up, and these individuals are attacking these hurdles like there's no tomorrow. Oftentimes, they'll clip it with a knee or with an ankle. Sometimes, they'll go over that hurdle completely. But once they've gotten over that first hurdle, there's going to be another one. But there's a space that they are able to travel after reaching that first hurdle where there's no more obstacle, where they're actually running at full speed. And this, to me, is a lot like asking this question, what is my top limiting belief? What is the number one choice that's holding me back? And if you can identify that, then not only is it going to give you the ability to sprint for a little bit, right, but it's going to give you that confidence. Well, like, wow, I, that, was a, that was a pretty big obstacle. I made it over that obstacle. So when the next hurdle comes, which it will always, you'll be that much more confident. You'll have that much more ability. You'll be able to look back and draw from the evidence of overcoming it, and it's going to get easier and easier and easier. You're never going to find me without a red limitless band. It's red because I live by breakthrough. I did my power hour this morning, and before I met the world, I had already dived deep. I found the limiting belief, and then I created three new beliefs from it, and it ends with an action step. So a follow-up to this question that you may want to put in your notes is, once you're clear on what the limiting belief is, and once you go through the breakthrough process, the next question is, what action do I get to take on it? And this isn't one of the 10 questions we're covering today, but for me it was so powerful because I got to schedule what today's action step was was and looked like. Yeah, and as you are dedicating yourself to the practice of daily belief breakthrough, this is something that we want everybody to, if they haven't already decided this, we want to re-ingrain, we want to ingrain this in you, that a, a breakthrough is not a full breakthrough. It's not a complete breakthrough with just going through the script in your mind and coming up with a new belief. A breakthrough is complete. It's full when you come up with the next step to take that will bring you into alignment with that new belief. 
And I would like to add, and, and I bet you know, maybe Chris wants to say something in addition to this, but with that action step, in order to consider that that breakthrough is complete, it needs to be taken immediately, and if not able to be taken, it needs to be scheduled. When am I going to take that step? Maybe it's I need to go meet with my doctor and I can't do that today, so I'm going to call him right now and schedule that. So this, this question one more time, just to repeat it, what's the number one choice limiting belief keeping me from the success I want and deserve? That would lead you into a breakthrough, and then with that breakthrough, come up with an action step to take in order to solidify that breakthrough. So we have two more questions. And this so next one is, go ahead. I was just going to read the next one. Um, I love this question, so if it's okay with you, I want to share this. And, and I'll read it slow so you can write it down. Which of my efforts and actions are needing greater consistency to get the results I desire? And what I love about this question is it's reflecting back on what have I learned and what am I doing, and yet let's evaluate. Am I doing it to the level that my intuition says that I should be? And so this is a really, really great opportunity to say, wow, I've learned thousands of lessons in life. Um, let's see if any of them come up that I really get to revisit or develop a greater level of strength with. And for me, Josh, this comes down to integrity. Um, I sometimes def define integrity as doing what you say you're going to do. It's, not, it's more than just being honest. It's being honest with you. What kind of person are you if you say you're going to do something and then you don't follow up and do it? You, don't, you shouldn't trust yourself. And why should other people trust you? And yet, you're not here to trust other people. You're here to trust who? You're here to trust you. And you develop trust by doing what you say you're going to do. And so this is an integrity question. Hey, what do I know that I should be doing? And am I doing it to the level that I feel that I should be? When you are true to yourself, when you're true to what you, how you feel that you should be living, you empower yourself that when it's your time to take the stage or talk to someone or network, it's just easy to be you. It's easy for me to get on that stage and meet people and, and, and share with them with all the strength and passion that I have about what I'm excited about because I'm, I'm powered by integrity. Power your life by integrity, and this is a great question. Which of my efforts and actions are needing greater consistency to get the results I desire? Fantastic. Yeah, this question is probably one of the most important. It should actually, at least for me, it's one of the most important because this is something that I've seen has the power to, to drastically change my results or to hold me back tremendously. And it is doing what I know is right consistently. So this, this has shown up in my life at times as my Achilles heel. And if it is for you too, my advice is, to ask yourself this question consistently because asking it once may not be enough for someone struggling with consistency. <laughs> this is a question that this is one of the questions that you want to ask yourself most consistently. And it's simple. What it is is it's taking a look at of all the things that I do during my day, of all the things that I've learned and that I'm trying to apply, of the things that I know are important, which of which of these am I not getting the full benefit from? simply because I'm not doing them enough or I'm not doing them on a consistent enough basis. And so I love this question. Which of my efforts and actions are needing greater consistency to get the results that I deserve? And I wanted to point out one thing. Um, I, I read this question differently than it's written down. The, the last word of this question is, 
desire. And this is maybe important to point out to you that as you're reading these questions, we are actually wanting you to intuitively insert parts of what you're working on in this question. Here's the example. If I'm working on health, I know that there's health that I desire and there's also health that I deserve. I deserve to have a body of health. I deserve to have energy when I wake up in the morning because I'm using my life to do all these amazing things that I'm trying to help people and I'm trying to provide for my family. Somebody who's living in that space deserves to wake up happy and deserves to wake up with energy. So when you're reading these questions, try inserting the appropriate piece. And here's how I would do it. I'd say, which of my efforts and actions are needing greater consistency to have the energy I deserve every morning? And that might be, I need to consistently go to bed on time. I need to consistently, you know, work out in the gym because I know that will give me more energy waking up every morning. So that was just a little side piece I wanted to add in. Notice that each of these questions have some words that are interchangeable like desire, deserve. And as you're using these questions, especially having written them down, I want you to always look at how you can intuitively change them to make them more personal, to make them more powerful for you. And let's read the very last question. You know, Josh, uh, before, we, before we move on, I, I want to kind of set up this last question if you're okay with that. You know, this, this, this past weekend we had our Inner Circle Retreat. And for those of you that you know, are working on your path towards the Inner Circle, let me just tell you, it was a tremendous event. And the focus on this, on this three-day uh, quarterly event was financial wealth and abundance. And you probably often heard with any goal in life, um, anytime you want to achieve something different and better, that the fortune is in the follow-up. And I want to rephrase that just for a quick second. I believe it's, if I could rephrase that, I would use the word the wealth is in the follow-up. And wealth to me is so far beyond just monetary. It's so far beyond just the, the dollars. Um, wealth means so many different things. And so as you ask yourself this question, this is the next question, are there any follow-ups that I need to complete from previous action steps? This is where the wealth is. This is where you start to gain true wealth, both in your relationships as well as in your personal power, as well as in your health, as well as in your finances. This is where the true wealth is formed, which is in the follow-up. So although you have, we've gone through these other questions, and although you'll hopefully start doing these other questions on a regular basis, my question for you, or coming back to this last one here, is are there any follow-ups that I need? Is there anything that I, are there any open ends, anything that I need to close up and finish, any, anything, any more actions that I need to take on these other questions as I'm moving forward towards my goal? So often I think we're trying to move forward so fast that we forget to close the loop. We, we forget to finish uh, sometimes what we start. And that finishing process can go a long way in helping the law of gestation and helping things to come about more and helping um, to make sure that we're properly aligned and helping all of these other uh, steps in the process. So ask yourself that question. Are there any follow-ups? And again, if the wealth is in the follow-up, if the fortune is in the follow-up, then are there any follow-ups that I need to complete from previous action steps? Mm, beautiful. Chris, did you have some comments on that? Yeah, I actually just went to the, uh, the Limitless Tribe page, uh, and um, it's pinned at the top what this call is all about, and I just finished posting 
the 10 questions that we've been reviewing. And this is the homework assignment that I would give all of you on the call right now. First of all, take that image and download it and keep it with you so that uh, you've either taken notes from today or we've given you a little bit of a cheat sheet. And, and my, my advice today is to have a goal this week of taking the questions that resonate the most with you. So even start with asking, what, which question do I get to ask? And then every day, ask at least one of these powerful questions and then take action on what comes up for you. And develop the skill, develop the ability that says, oh my gosh, I have got to stop living my life by according to what I know. If I only do life based on what I know, I'll only get more of what I've got. Life can't bring any more colors in. Life can't bring in new results in. Life can't bring in new relationships in. Life can only move at your current pace based on what you know. These questions are the disruption to start allowing you to access new people, new money, new results, new ideas, new thoughts. And so my advice is to live by question, live by inquiry. That's what breakthrough is. It's a series of powerful questions. And now you have 10 more powerful questions. Every day, pull them out. See which question resonates with you. Ground. Get clear. Ask. Listen. Receive. Trust. And most importantly, act. Because by taking action on what you get, you're introducing something new to your equation of what you know. You're doing something different today that you would have done otherwise, and new things produce new results. So if you think differently and you get new information and you build your life with the building blocks of new, then you can expect new results. And ultimately, that's what we're here to do, and these questions will help you do that. I love it. I, I wanted to share one personal experience of how I've been able to create some of the most important some of the most important things in my life by actually asking questions. But before I was able to ask the right question, I had to learn a very hard, hard lesson, and that is the cost of asking the wrong questions. So many of us in in our lives have a belief in, you know, turning to this idea that we can actually speak to our higher power to receive, to receive guidance, to receive you know, divine priority in our lives. And many of the times we ask questions to our higher power out of, out of our own desires and out of our fears. And so for me personally, part of my power comes in knowing that I'm asking the right questions. But I had to go through some really hard lessons in that first and one of those was in choosing um, a spouse. I, I went through, I was, started asking myself so many questions, and I had to identify that I was asking questions out of fear. So the first lesson in this quick story is identify where you're asking questions out of fear. I had a fear that I wouldn't be able to connect with my future spouse unless she had a certain level of physical attractiveness to me. So I started asking questions in my life, you know, of where to find the most attractive women. Eventually, I let that fear go, and I, I formed a new question based out of fear, the fear that I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I love unless I married someone who had all those same hobbies. So then I started asking the question, where do I meet the girls that are doing the things that I love to do? Eventually, I let go of that fear, and here's the summary of this story. I eventually formed this idea that in order to be happy, I needed to find somebody who would help me be the best that I could be. And I started looking for somebody 
well, what helps me be the best that I can be? Well, going to these seminars like Limitless and going to all this self-development. I started asking, where can I find somebody who will help me be the best that I can be? It was a sneaky little fear hiding in there that if I didn't find somebody who was a mentor and who was, who was involved in, in all these things, I would never mount up to my greatness. That's when I realized that the right question to ask is what makes me happy. And when I asked the right question, I was able to turn to my higher power and, and say, wow, I've been asking you the wrong question this whole time. Even when I had narrowed it down mm-hmm. to some very important options in my life of, of some people that I felt very drawn to commit to and go into a relationship with, I was asking, which of these, which of these women, which of these options will help me be, uh, amount, get, you know, reach my greatest potential? And it was the wrong question. So my lesson is, know the right question, the right question for me, and it took me a long time to, to sit consciously and say, what is the right question I should be asking? It was, what makes me happy? And when I asked that question, I was immediately flooded with inspiration. What makes me happy is a feeling of unconditional love and belonging. And it was so clear to me. I had a best friend who, who was unconditionally loving me for years, and she's now my wife. I was able to choose her because I was choosing what made me happy. Where I spent years asking questions about my fears rather than asking the right question. So that's just one last piece for me. I'm going to turn the time back over to Chris and Stephen. When you find yourself in that space of, of turning to your intuition or your higher power or the universe, make sure that you are being very conscious about the questions you're asking. And the most important thing is to know that if you're asking questions out of fear, you're holding yourself back from the right question. Ask questions based in love and faith. And you'll know when you're asking the right question because you'll immediately feel, you'll immediately feel this, this sensation, this, this, re, this relief and this clarity that I'm asking the right question. And then it's up to you to just stay in that space hear the answers, and then act on them. Awesome, Josh. I really appreciate that. You know, um, this conversation of asking questions, actually in the, in the back of Think and Grow Rich, which was one of my favorite books of all time, Napoleon Hill goes through a, a probably five or six pages of questions. And he's constantly just asking himself, um, find out. He's just trying to find out. And, you know, this, is, this to me is... Um, something that's so important for any aspect of our lives that we want to improve, we have to be continuing the conversation. And and when I think about relationships, for example, when I think about my relationship specifically with my wife, that relationship only grows to the degree that we're willing to have conversation. And conversation, by the way, again, if if we drill down on what a real conversation is, conversation is, is asking questions and then listening asking questions and listening for the answers. If I want to increase and improve my relationship with my wife, then I better be asking questions to her. I better be seeking out to learn her mind and how it works and what her opinions are, uh, learn about her dreams and her desires and her goals, and, and asking her the right questions to pull those things out, but then, of course, more importantly, listening. So as you go through these 10 questions, make sure that you're not just asking these questions to yourself, but make sure that you are taking the time to truly listen. 
have the conversation. Don't, don't have it be one-sided. Ask the questions and then listen and allow intuition to flow to you. Allow, allow your mind and your heart to receive those next steps, uh, to receive the answers that are already there that you have access to. And if you'll do that, if you will continue that conversation, there is nothing that can keep you back from achieving what you want whether it's in your personal power or whether it has to do with your health or your wealth, whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. You will get it if you will continue the conversation. So with that, uh, Josh, thank you so much for being on the call. Chris has to, had, had just to, um, had to step away, so he's, he's not here any longer, but he said he gave his final words. Um, but this, this, this whole conversation about asking questions is one of the most important conversations I think that we can have that will aid us. It's a tool that will aid us forever if we will implement it on a daily basis. Um, so thanks, Josh, for being on the call. really appreciate you being part of this and also for all the work that you put into this amazing tool for the Inner Circle. Hey, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And honestly, I've, it's the secret the secret, and we say things like this all the time, what are the, the three secrets to success or what are the, the secrets to, I mean, you nailed it on the head when you said continue the conversation. That truly is the secret. It's, and we talk, it's, whether you're talking about, you know, these powerful mentoring tools that we learn from Chris and we learn within Limitless and the Inner Circle of how to create, how to become a conscious creator, you'll always find it comes back to that, what you, what you mentioned about continuing the conversation. Everything in life, what the new results we want to create, it's about continuing the conversation, not, not staying in the old thoughts and, the old, and just duplicating old results. It's in stepping into that space of what's next? What's, what am I creating now? What, what, what more can I do? What, what changes can I make? And it requires consciousness because if you are not consciously putting a question in your mind to continue that conversation, then you will go, your mind will fill it with the default questions. And the questions that are in your mind, in your consciousness, is what determines your focus, which what determines the evidence you gather, which what determines all the results that you get in your life. So I love that. Thank you so much, and thank you for the opportunity to be on this call. Absolutely. Everyone, thanks again. Uh, just a final wrap-up. Remember, we do have Limitless this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday up at the Radisson in Salt Lake City. We're so excited to have you all there. Um, step out on a limb. Uh, ask what your next step is. Ask who you can bring, who could benefit from having that kind of, that level of breakthrough in their life, who is looking for transformation, and let's get them there. Let's invite them. Invite with all that you are. Share powerful experiences. When you do so, um, man, the world changes. I've seen it so many times as I've had opportunities to, to ask the right questions to people, not just myself, but to others as well, and to show up powerfully as a mentor for them. Um, as I've done that, I have watched people's lives transform. And this is something that all of you can do. Uh, give the gift of transformation to others. Bring them to Limitless. Help them to invest in, their, in themselves. This, for many people, may be the first time that they've ever actually um, invested in themselves, ever, ever felt uh, the time it was right to, to do something specifically to help them uh, to grow. So help them to do that. And with that, everyone, have a fantastic week. We hope to see you. And if not, we'll talk to you next week on our Limitless Tribe call. Everyone, thank you so much. I'm going to open up the lines here.
I do want to hear a uh, a massive limitless uh, sign off with on the count of three. We're gonna all I am limitless. All right, on the count of three, one, two, three. I am the limitless.